Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Chad Lawson. Chad is a pianist, composer, podcaster, yogi, and breathing coach from Charlotte, North Carolina. We're going to discuss his new album, Breathe, which was recorded at Abbey Road, and his experience with the intersection of music and wellness. Chad's goal is to provide listeners an emotional embrace and to hold their hand through everything life throws at them. And get this, his music has already been streamed 500 million times. That's just awesome. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer, Chad. Thank you so much, Shan. I so appreciate your, your invitation. I am grateful to have found you and to, I listened to your music a few months ago and then, you know, liked you on Spotify and listened. And then this morning I had the gift of starting my day listening to Breathe, which is the name of your new album. What a gorgeous album. Thank you. And the color of the sky was playing at the very moment that my husband invited me to look up and the sky was this bright purple beautiful color and i thought look at that if that's not magic i'm not sure what is it's it's always an amazing experience right to be surprised by something so beautiful and especially when it's something so beautiful every morning and every night right and uh something that's always just right there in front of us if we can just take just two minutes just to kind of notice it you know hmm and to have that synchronicity of listening to this beautiful music and to be looking at the sky and just being in that space of gratitude and mindfulness and just to be in that moment was pretty magical. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I do joke in the sense that the album, or at least my music, it, it needs a warning label. It needs a, you know, do not operate heavy machinery while listening to because in other words don't drive listening to it Uh, unless you're in LA because then you can just sit there in traffic and then kind of unwind yeah right but I mean that's that's what music does though right I mean music is like in a roundabout way we live in a time right now where like we've seen everything we've heard everything we've experienced everything but like we feel nothing and I think it's really something that I've kind of stumbled upon recently, which is like, you know, where like literally everything is so accessible that we've almost become jaded to the sense of going out and looking at the sky and looking up and being like, oh my gosh, those hues are amazing. I've never seen that before. And I'm probably never going to see this color again. And if we can get back to that point of being able to feel something, and that really is what I'm hoping, you know, my music does uh, personally. You know, if I, if I could sum up the reason why my music is what it is, it's because I truly just, I want to help people. You know, I want them to be able to experience and feel, right? Because a lot of times, like, particularly with this style of music that I do, like, I mean, before the pandemic, I'd get emails that say, you know, I'm going through a really difficult time. I'm going through um, a divorce or I just lost a loved one to, you know, to cancer or something. And so I used to get those emails quite a bit. And 
And the listener would say, you know, I, I go home and I lay on the floor and I listen to your music for, you know, 45 minutes and it just tunes the world out. And I'm just able to kind of just sit and just resonate in that moment. And then once the pandemic really came about, I mean, those emails were just more and more. And, you know, there was a lady that emailed me it was on a Saturday morning, and she said, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to one of your songs, and the tempo of the song, the pacing of the song, matches my husband's breathing as he takes his last breath. And at that point, that really was the, I guess, like the, the eureka, the enlightening moment to where I recognized this isn't about Chad Lawson. This isn't about what I'm trying to do as an artist or seeing my name in lights somewhere. It really is about creating something that allows people to emotionally heal, to allow them to emotionally feel and be comforted in what they're going through. But all of that really does stem back to how are you feeling in that present moment? And what can I do to be the catalyst to allow that to happen you know even with the title of this album breathe it really was kind of this you know correlation of the last two years and like i think it's interesting it took a pandemic for us to be able to stop and say what kind of life am i living like like really like what what have i been doing for the last two years and you know mother nature was just like i'm gonna make the world stop just for a little bit and really kind of self-reflect and then you have these, you know, the, these people, you had this group that was being able to recognize and see this and say, okay, I understand that the last two years, you know, is, is, is um, a wake-up call for how I want to be moving out of this lifestyle, but I don't know how, I don't know what to do. So like they have all of this, this sentiment and they just don't know how to release it. And so at this album, Breathe, that really was my invitation for them to be able to put something on, you know, put on some headphones and to just completely close their eyes and have this huge release, this huge exhale. And it, and it really does, it, it really is that sort of gift, Chad. I mean, it, in some of your, your marketing, um, you talk about helping you calm the mind in a world full of noise. And that was my experience listening. Mm, thank you. Without question. And it's just, we deserve these moments. We deserve to carve out time for these moments to listen to some beautiful music and to let it sink in and to let us, to let it carry us away, to let it support us, soothe us, and you are using music to normalize the conversation around mental health and to destigmatize that. And I'd love for you to kind of talk a little bit about that piece, if you would. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so just before the pandemic really hit, I had been studying the marriage of music and mental health. Yes, music makes us feel good, but why? Like, what's the science behind it? Because I really wanted to like dig deep into this and understand what happens when people hear a vibration and that vibration, you know, finds its way in, into our emotions. 
And so the further I dug, I found that there's a thing called BDNFs. And so BDNFs is like this happy hormone that our body creates. And basically it's a, a hormone that like makes you feel good. So if you've ever noticed like when you, you know, go on a walk or when you exercise or when you're having coffee with a friend, you know, you're just like sharing conversation um, or when you're listening to music, the reason why we feel better and the science behind this is called BDNF levels. And so it's like this hormone. But the most interesting thing that I, that I found in this and is that music was the only passive activity. Everything else was active. So you had to be doing something. You had to be like, you know, purposefully putting your shoes on, going out for a walk, purposefully sitting down with someone and having a conversation. But with music, you could just literally sit and hit play. And all of a sudden your emotions, your levels of this BDNFs, they begin to increase. And there was a fascinating study by Harvard and Oxford Press that said listening to calming music for three to five minutes, just three to five minutes, elevates these levels, elevates our mood. And I found that like so incredible. It was like, okay, here's the science. This is so fantastic. Because I was really curious like why my music had that effect on people, right? Because I'm a huge empath you know, just by nature. You know, I waited tables for 15 years and that was the best, most educational thing I ever could have done for my career as a musician because you're learning how to care for people. You're learning to take care of people's needs and accommodate them before they even realize they have a need, right? So like if when I was waiting tables, if somebody asked for something, I missed it. I was too late. I didn't anticipate that. And so my, you know, how that's transitioned now is I'm wanting my music to facilitate those needs of people that they may not even have, right? And so it's like when they actually listen to some of my music and all of a sudden they're crying for no reason and then they begin to ask themselves, why am I crying or why am I smiling, right? It's like I want them to be able to reflect on whatever it is that they're going through. Because a lot of times, if you think about your favorite song, it's usually attached to a feeling or a time. Maybe it was your first kiss. Maybe it was, you know, your, your, you know, first time you got a puppy or something and there was a song on the radio and, and music has this amazing way to kind of timestamp where we are in life and the emotion of that. And so when we hear that song again, it takes us back to that memory of just happiness, right? And so it's like if we can create that avenue of being aware of the moment when we first hear the song or that experience and then have something take us back to that. And then the way that that transitioned into the podcast is because I started realizing I can't tour because of the pandemic, but I still wanted to stay relevant with my listening audience. Oh yeah, please tell us about Calm It Down. I didn't I didn't include that in your in your open. It, it kind of ties into the whole mental health thing. So I couldn't tour and so I was like, you know, I want to still be relevant and create something where I'm like still connecting to my audience. However, no longer from stage, but now it has to be through a different avenue and what would that avenue be? And um 
I write the music for this podcast called Lore, L-O-R-E, and it's this you know huge podcast. It's like the history of folklore, and it's super creepy stuff. And it's I, I don't even listen to the podcast because that kind of stuff just scares the you know scares me to death. Um, anyway, so I was like, you know, what? if my my buddy Aaron can do this, then I'm going to dive in. I'm going to I'm going to give this a try. And so I just started just, um, you know, I've been doing transcendental meditation for a very long time. So meditation's a really big thing to me and obviously mindfulness. And then that really opened the door for me to be able to just start doing the podcast, marrying music and mental health and saying, okay, let's be able to just turn off all distractions. And it was kind of nice, like not having to sit on the stage and have that visual aspect of almost entertainment. But to where the listener, as many of your listeners, have that same ability to where they can find a space all on their own, they can close their eyes and they can turn on your podcast and they can find a sense of healing. Because I think that's really what people are looking for right now, a sense of healing, a sense of hope, a sense of guidance. And that really was the narrative behind the music and also what I was trying to do just emotionally. And uh, it, it just has all come together. You, in a recent episode of Calm It Down, um, shared the value of life as a teacher with an, an exploration in the ways that life continuously gives us opportunities for, for learning and growth. And I loved where you said that um, creativity, focus, and a pinch of humility with all of those things, anything is possible. That, that made me smile. But it's, it's, um, I appreciate that. It, it's, it's hard though, isn't it sometimes? Because like mm-hmm. having all three of those, sometimes we can be really creative and the humility not there. Or sometimes we can have too much humility, which then dampens our creativity. So like finding that balance of embracing all three of it, you know, I think, and, and that's the thing is this like, if we go through the idea that there's an opportunity for every single thing in the day, right? Instead of there just being like, mm. oh, this isn't working. Gosh darn it, this isn't working. Well, you know what? You know, like even even before this interview, you know, I was having you know a little difficulty with the setup as far as the microphone is concerned. And I had to stop and I had to say, okay, what should I learn from this? Well... I should learn that I probably should set this up the night before, <laughs> you know, <laughs> instead of just like being grumpy at myself. There's this amazing quote, and, it's, and I've got it written down, and it says, when difficulties rise, the positive thinker takes them as creative opportunities. I'm going to say that one more time. When difficulties arise, the positive thinker mm-hmm. takes them as creative opportunities. And that's constantly what I'm trying to think about, right? I'm a blue sky kind of guy, right? There's always like, you know, that silver lining with stuff. So even with the pandemic, you know, even with the pandemic, I was even trying to like find a blue sky there. I'm probably one of the very few people grateful for the pandemic. And I use that term loosely um, because it allowed me to be home for two years, Right? It allowed me to be with my kids. It allowed me to, to be in my own bed, right? And you know, my dad, he had stage four, and so it allowed me to be you know, home with him during his last chapter. And so it's like, 
having that mindset of like everything is a teachable moment, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I found it interesting that you had the opportunity to incorporate meditation and guided breathing techniques into a performance and maybe more than one, but for a packed house in London, that, that you want to talk about just bringing a huge smile to my face. I'm like, that is awesome. Like who does that? Tell me about that. What was, (laughs) what was that like? Well, you know, it's just like my thought was, okay. Anytime you go see an event, maybe, um, a musical or a concert or a movie even, right? And it's like, we make it an event. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we'll go out to dinner and then maybe the meal will be good. Maybe the meal, eh, not so good. You know, maybe the waiter was rude. And, you know, you, all of a sudden you look at your watch and you're like, oh my gosh, we got to go. And so you get the check and then you dash to the car and you go to wherever the, the venue is and you go get your tickets and then you're, you know, you're sitting down and you're like, oh my gosh, are the kids okay? Do I need to call the babysitter? And so like all these things are going through our mind and just rushing and rushing. And so by the time that the curtain opens, like our mind is literally everywhere, but present. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and then, you know, and then, you know, the person's like, they're sitting down and they're like, okay, entertain me. <laughs> and so yeah because uh, i've got to be gone by such and such a time <laughs> exactly and as soon as <laughs> soon as the lights the house lights come back on the show's over or whatever it may be you know they look at each other and like oh, okay hey do you want to go get a drink and so it was just like wait what just happened right and so like and what i've been doing now is i've actually been opening each performance with a very simple guided breathwork technique but like some shows we're actually starting to do um, you know, a 45 minutes before the show guided breathwork meditation. So for those people that actually wanted to just come before, like doing one in Toronto coming up, doing one in DC, I think there's another one somewhere. Um, because I really want people to be, it's it all goes back to that feeling. We don't experience feeling anymore because again, our mind is everywhere, but there. And so honestly, some of the very simple things that I do with, you know, opening up a performance is, you know, I'll come out, I'll play a song, you know, that kind of like get things started. And then I'll just start sharing with them. I'll start saying, you know what, when was the last time you felt something? And so this is when I'm kind of like gently just playing some chords and I'm beginning to like slow the tempo of what I'm playing because I want their subconscious and I want their breathing and their heartbeat to begin to lower to like this, you know, 70 BPM area. And so what I do is I have them close their eyes and I say, you know what, every time I play a note or every time I play a chord, I want that to be a breath in. And then the next time I play a note or a chord, just simply let that be the breath out. Because there's, you know, there's this whole thing called box breathing, which is where like you imagine this box and each side of the box is four seconds or whatever it may be. And, you know, one side of the box is you're breathing in for four seconds. And then the other side is you're holding that breath for four and then you're exhaling for four and then you're holding that for four. So it's four all the way around. But I kind of simplified a little bit more. I get rid of the holding just Mm -hmm. for, you know, um, 
just for opening the show. So every time I play a chord, they're breathing in, I'm counting to four myself personally, and then I'll hit a chord and that's their exhale. So all they're hearing is music, but beginning to slow their heart rate. And so after a few you know, rounds of this, I then start taking, and they don't know I'm doing this, is I then start playing five seconds. And then it gets to be where it's like six seconds. So they're really slowing their breath down. And I'm doing this in the key of the second song. And so that second song gently flows in and then the performance begins. And so their mind is right there. They're present and they're able to enjoy the next, you know, however long the performance is, rather than it being just a rush, get there, finish and go home. And, and, you know, if you think about it, like most of our life, we, we don't remember, right? It's like long days, short years. And why is that? Well, it's because we're not present, right? And so we look back and we're like, oh, why don't I remember anything in my life? Well, because our mind was everywhere else, but at that moment. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to gently educate these people on how to appreciate the moment that they're in. I bet you you can feel a big change in the energy at your performances when you do this. I mean, you personally. From It's amazing. I bet it is. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. I was at Stanford recently, and um, I was doing a breathwork session. It was separate from the performance. So the performance was that evening, but the, during the day, we, you know, we offered a breathwork session. And it was interesting, and I, I don't want to divulge too much because I don't want people to feel uncomfortable, but there were, during one of the... Um, parts of the session, I'm having people stand up and we're all closing our eyes. And there's about a hundred people there. Everyone's eyes are closed. And I, step by step, I go through each part of the body and I have everybody exhale each part of that body. So for instance, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I have them bring focus to their feet and I'll say, you know what? Some of you are in a place right now in life where you don't feel like yourself or you don't feel like you belong there, right? And so we breathe in this fresh air, we breathe in this fresh energy into our feet, and then we exhale that out through our feet. And then we go through every body part, you know, your legs and your back and your arms and your mind and your heart and everything, because all of that is related to emotions. And Mm -hmm. it was amazing to see afterwards just people coming up in tears. Oh, yeah. Because like, when do we take the time to say, hey, you know what? I'm really going through something and I want to release this. We don't, we don't. Mm -mm. And so, you know, that's truly what I'm trying to do. Because like, if you think about it, like, you know, a lot of people, they correlate anxiety to grief. Now, grief doesn't necessarily have to mean the passing of someone. Grief can also mean the passing of a memory or a time in life or something that you were really hoping for that didn't happen. And then we attach our grief to that, which then turns to anxiety because now we're worried about putting our hope into something else because from our last experience, it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. And so we're building this emotional wall around every experience that we have. And then we stop making choices, you know, 
stop taking risks, stop taking choice, stop making choices, make our world smaller, more, more air quotes, controllable. Hmm. So that's, um, that's my hope. That's my hope. Well, you are making such a beautiful contribution to, to all that hear your music and that have the, the good fortune to spend time with you live in concert. Um, I'd love it if you'd walk us through a short guided breath practice, if you're, if you're down for that. Yeah, definitely so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I would love for you to do right now is to simply just close your eyes. And if you would, just put your hands in your lap. We're not going to focus on anything breathing right now. We're literally just closing our eyes. play a note, I would like for you to take a very simple breath in. You don't have to overthink it. We're literally just doing what's called conscious breathing to where we're just breathing normal, but we're just kind of paying attention to it. And then in just a moment, when I play another note or another chord, that's when we're going to exhale that breath. So for instance, when I do this, that would be a breath in. That would be a breath out. And we'll just continue doing this breath in and breath out. All right? So just nice and relaxed. Go ahead and exhale. Just kind of let that out a little bit. And here we go. I'm going to walk you through it for a little bit. And then I'm going to just continue playing without leading you. Here we go. So the first time we're going to just breathe in. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Thank you. 
just relax your breath for a moment. And just feel how your chest is moving, your stomach is moving. Maybe you're feeling how the air goes into your nose. And the interesting thing is sometimes we start getting some random thoughts that come into our minds, and that's okay. Our brain is doing what it's supposed to do. It's thinking. But we just want to gently bring our thought back to how we're inhaling, how we're exhaling. Thank you. Thank you. That was so lovely. <laughs> it's it's hard, right? <laughs> it's hard for us to like just take two minutes. There's um mm-hmm. years ago I was doing you know my transcendental meditation and it just felt so good. Oh my gosh, I'll like I'll never forget like that moment. I know exactly where I was when I was doing it and and it's like, I just want to stay here. I just like want to stay in this moment and just yeah. live this forever. And as much as I wanted to, it kind of struck me of we're not meant to. We're not meant to nope. stay in this constant euphoria of bliss. The way I see, the way I see this is we're meant to Find a time of healing, find a time of breathing, of exhaling, and finding the time to rejuvenate and to kind of recenter our focus. But our path, if you will, is to, once we're done with that, once we're done with that stay, with that feeling so amazing, our role is to go out and assist those that don't know how to do that haven't found mm. that key, right? Or don't, they don't even know that there's something that can help them through their anxiety, through the struggles that they're going through. And so I think it's incredibly important for us to recognize that we, we need that self-care, that time of being able to go in and lick our wounds and to self-heal, to be able to go back out into a world that is broken and to be able to go back out into a world that sees people with scars, with struggles, and then to tend to their scars and to their struggles as they begin to learn how to heal. And then in turn, they go out and then they find mm-hmm. someone else. You know, there's, 
and did an episode right. called Scars of Hope. And the way I see it, like the scars that we have, that we, you know, we, we feel that we're scarred in certain areas, those are actually stripes. Because you made it through something. And instead of looking at that as like <laughs> a scar, it's actually a stripe. It's almost like a badge of honor. I mean, right. like, you know what? I was strong enough to get through this. And so now our role is to go out and look for those people with those scars that maybe aren't as strong as you were in getting to that This time with you today has, has been mm. such a, a balm for my soul and hopefully for the listeners as well. Your music, your voice, your outlook, your generous sharing. Thank you so much, Chad. Chan, thank you. This is, honestly, this has been one of the best Mondays I've had in a very long time. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> to hear it. I truly appreciate this. And that was Chad Lawson. Listen to his Calm It Down podcast wherever podcasts are playing. And be sure to listen to his new album, Breathe. You can find it on Spotify and you can buy the album and get updates on his new shows, new music, and more at chadlawson.com.